I can't hear myself though. Can I hear myself? Yeah. Test, test. Yeah, I can hear myself. Okay, what it do, what it do. Uh, um, I was just really, y'all, trying not to say it's week seven, so I couldn't think of nothing quick enough. What's up, y'all? It's week seven. <laughs> that crazy creative on the mic. Also known as Clover with a K. And the corporate dropout, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is Nick. Uh, just Nick underscore 91. And I'm the corporate captive by choice that is. Yeah. And I choice. really was hoping you wouldn't say it was episode seven, too. I was trying so hard. Trying. Like, well, you failed. really focused. Yeah. I seen it because you were, like, like prepared to cue in as soon as... <laughs> <laughs> the music stopped. So I and I was like, what do I say? What do I say? I know. Don't say you week were really seven. focused, too. <laughs> you you could have just said, what's up? You know? Oh, my gosh. So it was such a good week. Uh, we're recording twice this week. And, you know, podcasting is fun, but no one tells you how hard it is to make sure you're, you, you know, what you're going to talk about because you got to think about it. Don't worry. I'm not prepared for anything either so (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't say i'm prepared i'm just in a state of readiness to record without pre-discussed topics you know i feel like (laughs) i'm actually never prepared so you are the person i kind of just depend on to be prepared for everything so i mean i'm cool with that um but anyway, I guess it was a really short week. So how was your week since Wednesday? When oh, my God. Well, well, let's talk about Wednesday. It was St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah, we had yeah. our annual corporate team, non-corporate team day. Woo! <laughs> it most certainly annual. was not corporate, you know, <laughs> adult activity, uh, especially. Corporations Ooh, adult activity. We adult libations. Yeah, right. What? Yeah. You yeah. know, people interpret adult activity as multiple things. We don't need no 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 ears or no minds wondering. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, it was. It was just drinking. libations. <laughs> libations. Yeah. Um, can I just say that corporations drink all the time? They do. At events, me and Clover's previous shared supervisor used to drink all the time together so turn up for the one time yeah yeah but i mean wednesday was lit it was you know the official drink walk holiday my holiday saint patty's day so uh we were able to uh venture out into our city uh which is dallas um and um to the deep of the elm or the elm of the deep should i say and um had a couple of drinks from a different places. And sliders. Oh my gosh. Those were pretty good. Yeah. Let me tell y'all how much I love easy sliders. If you're in Dallas and you like are around like no promo, bro, they are so good to me. Yeah, that was my second time being there. And of course both times were with you. I love that place. <laughs> But yeah, no, they were they were pretty good actually. Um, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. I mean, right, yeah, right now. And every month they do like a slider of the week. So I mean, month every month they do a slider of the month. So this month they had like this Big Mac imitation, and it was it was fire. It was as I like to say, <laughs> it smacked. 
That Big Mac slider was um, pretty good. I approve, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really good. And then, um, I don't know what y'all, but I'm a tequila girl, but I ventured out and I tried um, their, what was it? A, a, a whiskey sour? Well, yeah, you ordered the whiskey sour, but remember i had the old-fashioned the cherry coke old-fashioned and we swapped out yeah that was terrible um so sorry this is a reverse shout out to the cherry coke old-fashioned at easy sliders but i mean old fat people who like old fashions like them because they're old fashions and i think the cherry coke was just a sweetness that wasn't needed for people who don't like sweet things but it was good to me it was pretty bad um yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> I don't I really I don't really know how else to describe it, but I'm glad you enjoyed it because I enjoyed your whiskey sour. So that was actually um, I was it was a good trade. I'm not you know I'm not mad about that. I mean, what are what are friends if you can't like trade like drinks? Be like, actually, I don't like this cocktail. We didn't have to disturb anybody. We didn't have to talk back to the host. <laughs> like it was so simple. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And then we also oh my gosh, y'all okay. Mean what you say and say what you mean. I don't know about y'all, but I like peppers. Like, just saying. So, I like peppers, and I thought it, you know, we done had burgers. So, y'all, let me tell y'all what happened. So, we had these burgers. We had three slides each. And I think uh, behind the scenes, jeans, you know, tried the uh, banana pudding. That was actually yep. fire. It was amazing. Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was actually pretty fire. Um, I kind of wish I had one, but I was, I was kind of full. But we'll be going back just for that exclusively. Yeah, I think so. It came in a mason jar, so you could just take that yeah, home. Yeah, I do. I have it here. It's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, Clover, let me stop you right there with those peppers. I, I don't believe she's going to tell this story <laughs> properly. So we were sitting there. We had, had a few libations, of course. And she had went to the bar. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to go get a drink. And just Nick and I were sitting there talking. And she comes back, and she's like, yeah, I got my drink or whatever, and I ordered, like, something for the table. And I said, okay, cool. I said some peppers for the table. No, hold on. Okay. I said, what? And then she said, oh, I just got some peppers for the table. She said, oh, but let me. I said, well, go get me something to drink. And she said, okay, I'll go, I'll go back up there. <laughs> and I looked at just Nick, and I said, wait. She said peppers. Just Nick said, I don't think she actually meant peppers. She probably meant jalapeno poppers. I said, I don't think that's what she meant at all. I said, I, I really I really believe she meant peppers, but I, I hope not. <laughs> Y'all, this girl came back. No, the waiter brought out a table full of cooked peppers that had like a little char on them and um, some sort of <laughs> dipping sauce. It was like a, a soy dipping sauce, if you will. And I was like, I, I told you, she meant peppers. And she did. She brought peppers. And we I had a couple, and it, they were not terrible with the dipping sauce, but still it was peppers, y'all. Straight up. They were I good. I couldn't believe she did that. They Mm-mm. were good. We had just had burgers, so I didn't want to get anything heavy. So, I mean, peppers. I was like, oh, those are light, and we can just, like, like snack on them a little bit, you know? No. She really thought that. Myself and Genality were really gonna drink me eat peppers. I don't know, y'all. They were good to me. I enjoyed mm. them verily. Um, so I I would order them again. I guess not with them too, but of course not with us. Yeah, no. or anyone else really. No, I, I you should get I them for like, yourself. I think that someone would like them. You, 
DM me at that crazy creative if you would like to go to stir and have peppers together on me. Thank you. So I'm going to tell you all how many DMs I get about these peppers. Okay. I can tell you now you're going to get zero Zero. DMs about those peppers. You know, nope, she may get one. Mm-hmm. From, our, like from our great nurse friend, she would eat some peppers <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she would, she would definitely eat some peppers with you. Now, I have one tortilla chip that I know listens to the podcast. Oh, that was so country. Listens to. That mm. listens to the podcast faithfully. You know who you are. Um, I think she'll come and have peppers with me. Well, she will. Yeah. So I'm counting on you to like message me. You can actually text me if you have my number. But she does have your number. Yeah. Yeah. You, you see her like weekly. Whatever. But anyways, I, I think that I'm going to get multiple inquiries about the peppers and then I'm going to have to have a, have a whole pepper event. Just her. OK, we'll see. Like I said, we'll get we'll update y'all like, ne- you know, like next week. But anyway, the peppers are good. So um, unfortunately, I had to dip out. So I'm going to ask y'all about what y'all did. Um, but I'm going to tell everyone what I did. So um Right after they were ordering replacement appetizers because they did not like mine, um, I had to actually go meet up with the nurse friend of mine that um, just Nick was talking about. Shout out the hey girl, um, you know. Uh, anywho, I had linked up with her and we had went to I think it's called Nastar Nasher. Not entirely sure how to pronounce it, but um, y'all may know him as Salt Bay. Went to his new restaurant here in Dallas. Yeah, how was that? I oh. mean, I've seen I've seen stories on IG, which were which were dope. It looked like you had a great time. Well, I've seen um, V stories, but yeah, how how was it? How did you enjoy it? Oh my gosh, it was so much fun! Like, you know, let me just start by saying that's not somewhere I actually had on my radar to go. Not that I didn't like like Salt Bay or anything. It was just I knew it was gonna be hyped, and so it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's somewhere you. I like to kind of go places where it's like, if you know, you know. Right. Opposed to like, everyone knows. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I wasn't really like pressed to go, but I was not. I mean, but I was lit to go, if that makes any sense. Yeah, most definitely. It's kind of like um, going to certain people's concerts. Like, I would love to go, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, let me save my money. Like, I don't have my coin ready <laughs> whenever they drop contact tickets. But, right, right. you know, I, I'd be ready to go. Anywho, so I Uber over there and... Yo, it was a great time. Oh my gosh, Salt Bay came to our table multiple times. He was actually in the building. I'm actually going to post my pictures. I know that other pictures have been posted, but I haven't posted mine yet. So I wanted to like wait to tell my, you know, my listeners about it. Like if y'all care and you want to see photos, I'm going to post them like this week. It was such a good time. Um, he actually let my friend do the salt thing. So he didn't do it for us, but he let her do it. And, I oh saw my it gosh. on her story, right? And like, I felt yeah. like, oh my gosh, like you're a celebrity because I don't think I've ever seen him let anyone else do it. So okay. yes. I think that's pretty dope because one, me being me, I would have preferred to do my own salt. The touching. Yeah, it's just the being so close to my plate thing that I just am not a fan but of. But he's also the chef. So you wouldn't want the chef to put the... The salt on your food? Not the way that he does it. The little yeah, hand? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I yeah, dig it. That's a different situation for me. He has long hair. He's not wearing, like, a hairnet for his presentation purposes. Um, yeah, no, I just, I'm just not a fan of people being, like, that close to my food. And then to see the salt come out of his hands as 
after he just picked up this knife and he just cut people's food and put it on their plates, you know, I didn't see him go back and wash them one time. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I mean, I've always, you know, liked the presence online. Um, but as far as somebody being over my food personally like that, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely can understand that. Like, um, but it was cool. You know, I ain't never thought that, uh, that thoroughly about that, but you're right. He is pretty close and there's no hair in that and there was no sanitation, but I mean, she, he, anyway, he let her put the salt in the food and oh my gosh, she freaked out. She had the most, like, honestly, my favorite part of the evening was watching her enjoy herself. I mean, the food was good. We had tomahawk steak and we had like mushrooms and they have this like onion garlic butter type sauce to put on it. Okay. Amazing. Um, and I mean, oh my gosh, like I said, I love my friend so much. Just going to gush a moment. Like we joke, um, we have like a whole thing where we're kind of creating this platform about like dating your girlfriends, like really dating your friends and like making them feel appreciated because it makes you pick better partners. Um, and like. You know, so as, uh, upon my arrival, because I was the latest one there, like I had to tell the bartender, I was like, hey, I'm Clover. Like my friends are here. And he made me a cocktail to walk to my table with. That's dope. Yeah, I felt so important. Like That's, That is dope. I love that. Um, You kind of got me stuck actually right now on the whole, like with the whole girlfriends thing. Yeah. And the reason being is because. I always tell people, this is something I tell to my little sister, you know, go find yourself and put the same energy you put into your relationships, into your friends, just because those are the people who are going to be with you through every change, every obstacle, every, every new, like every new thing in your life. Those are your, those are the people who's going to be there. So I tell her, it's like, the people who you should always go through anything with should be your friends. Facts. I mean, it was kind of like a concept. Hold on, hold on. on. uh I'm sorry. Don't go too deep into it because I would love, love, love to hear you and V talk about this together because that just got me really excited about that. Like, I'm really happy to hear about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess it doesn't really come up in conversation and I won't go too deep because I mean, I think that is like a whole like thing that I would love to like, have a conversation with her about and have you there to ask questions or whatever. Of course. But it definitely is. Um, I will say for me personally, it's it, it, you are less, you are less wanting things. So therefore you're more open to whatever it is you're supposed to have. Because I think we date, uh, not date, but we have these like expectations in life. Like, Oh, I want to do this with my partner. Or I want to do this with this person. Right. Or I want to go on vacation with my partner and visit all these. I mean, like most people want to go to like that type of, experience with their like their their significant other like of course, I want to go on course. a date and you can do that and but, you can do the thing is you want companionship with it right and you want to enjoy like what it is and I had so much fun like honestly the the only difference probably would have been like the lack of like physical like I guess intimacy but I had so much fun watching her enjoy herself like it couldn't have been a better evening for me realistically who's a better companion for you than your best friend right yeah. like when you really think about it like who's a better companion than a best friend would be because one when you make those types of memories yes you can always go on a trip with a significant other however i always promote going on trips with people that you are going to make lasting memories with people who are 
who have a higher percentage of being guaranteed to be there 20 years later when you are saying, do you remember this? And that's what it is. And then also it like just dating wise, it's kind of like, can't nobody impress me because I can't nobody impress me with anything because I've already done it. Right. Like, can't no dude come at me on some like, yo, I'm gonna take you out to eat. And I'm like, well, is it a better restaurant than like, where my girlfriend takes me because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know if I want to go. Like the thing is, she, cause I mean, all she told me was I need for you to wear a pretty dress and meet me at five fifteen. And you know, I, and like, I mean, but I mean like even that it's more so it's, I want to say it's sexy, but it's, all, it's, it's not even about being sexy. It was exciting for me. It was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I guess I'm going to, and you know, I'm like low key a tomboy. So no, I don't know no, you are. For, for, yeah. For so like, facts. I mean, even when I wear dresses because I'm lazy, not because I actually like them. <laughs> so it's like, this is true. Everybody. Yeah, this like, is true. I mean, but really think about it. You know, those memories that you have at a significant other, you can still have them with a significant other, but isn't it so much more fun to, and it's just better. Like it's just a more positive experience to be able to look back and say, I did this with my best friend, you know, as opposed to, yeah, we went here and you're talking about an ex. Yeah. I mean like that. And I mean, it, it was, just, it's a really dope. And I mean, it's like, it makes me look at friendship differently. Like, cause I think about, like you said, when you say like best friend, like it's like, it makes me think about all the people in my life who I consider like super close and like a best friend and all of that. And it's like, like you said, those memories are amazing. And when I think about my exes, I mean, it's like, it's not like a ha. I mean it is, but I don't have nearly as many dope memories. Well, because along with those memories, even if you have some dope ones with them, along with those dope memories that you don't have with them, you also have a lot of missed opportunities. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Think about how many missed opportunities you would have dealing with someone than actually progressing with someone. You know, think about the times where um, in your life you were, you may have been struggling, but your best friend was right there to pick you yeah, up. College, and man. Like, y'all. I was just about to say college, college is the best time for your for you and your best friend. Like, me and my best friend, Jay, he lives in L.A. now, right? Shout out, Jay. Right? Okay. So, when we were when we were eighteen, I was just going to school, and I had a little apartment with um with actually a really good friend of mine, my boy Linden, and me and Jay, we found ourselves like so many nights like with just a couple of dollars in our pocket, like going to hang out, finding stuff to do. You know, we was in Chicago, we was you know we was just doing our thing out there, and we would be like splitting like seven, eight dollars to go get food. So more than likely it was like McDonald's dollar menu and then gas just to get back to my apartment from where we yes. were, <laughs> you know, but one thing is this, if we always was like, if one of us have the other one has, you know what I'm saying? So we're not going to ever, we, we wouldn't have left each other hanging. You know what I'm saying? And it's like finding that type of companionship and a friendship is so much, you know, more rewarding and it's a lot longer lasting than you know, than finding it with a actual like partner until you find your lifelong partner. You know what I mean? So those types of relationships are just as important, if not more important than you than your um 
than your actual relationships, you know, than your actual life partners and stuff. So I'm really happy you said that. Yeah. And I don't want to go any, any deeper, deeper into this. I truly don't because I would love, 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 love to get V here and we talk about this together. So Back. shout out V because I love that girl. She's so dope. Um, Her energy is always good. So I'm just really it's, happy. It's literally the best. I mean, she's she's definitely therapeutic. And like you said, <laughs> you know, not going deeper into that, but just like you said, the struggle in friendship in college. Oh, shout out. I have to like, I definitely have to shout out Sky. Um, you know, I was like a single, I am still, but I was like a super single parent back then. And I didn't even know how to drive when I met Sky, when I met my, my best friend. Oh, I forgot you were, um, a late bloomer when it comes to driving. Very late so, bloomer. Shout out. Yeah, totally forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> when you told me that story, I was like, you got your license uh, when? Yeah. Super old. And so like, honestly, like there's so much funny stuff in our struggle like walking it is. like yes. like i mean yo we used to like have strollers and be in like the drive through line <laughs> like for like the atm i mean it was like such a good time and it's like if you i mean people like laugh about it and success is cool and experiencing success with somebody but i promise you i feel like creativity um creativity blossoms in struggle um relationships blossom in struggle i mean you don't relate with anybody you don't relate to anybody the way you ha- I mean, the maybe you and Ashley used to relate about how much we, the disdain we had. <laughs> like, yo, shout out to Ashley, man. That yeah. was, yeah, that's OG right there. Yeah. She was dope, bro. Man, yeah, exactly. So imagine if we loved it. Not trying to say, I just don't feel like convers- it's funny. Like, I don't feel like we'll be like, oh my gosh, I just love it here. Don't you love it here? It's so amazing. No, it's the jokes when it's like, you know, I'm not coming in tomorrow. I'm just not. I'm not doing it. Like, cause it's like shout out. I get it. And like, it, it's just different. I don't know. It sucks that there's so much, it's just character and struggle. That's really what it is. No, it really is. And to have people to share the struggle with is the best part. And you know, it's funny. I'm going to segue in a second, but you know, what's even better than that is growing up and having multiple struggles with different people because it's great to look back on all your friends and be like, I went through this with you, you yes. know, I went through this with you. I couldn't imagine going through a wedding and having to pick a best man because I have so many people that would be my best man. I mean, ultimately it will fall to my brother because he's been, he's seen me and it's been with me thing. through See, every struggle. Right, right, right. Well, he's not even a default because Eric is actually my best, best friend. friend. You know what I'm saying? Love me that. and my brother talk weekly. And if we don't, we're like, Hey, I ain't talked to you yet. So what's going on with you? You know, he has my nephews. You know what I'm saying? His wife is just amazing. Shout out India, you know. Um, but you know, it's um, I would hate to have to be in that position, have to choose between all of the, all of the guys that you know in my life have made such an impact because I can name them. It's like from the sixth grade on, my boy Raymond, you know what I'm saying? And he does his thing, you know, my boy Sean, seventh grade, you know, and then in high school, it came out Logan, Wendon, Ruben, you know, it was just like all these guys. Ain't nobody messing with my clique. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But one, for the ones, for the, oh, and then Jay, sorry, I can't believe I just forgot Jay. And then, and it's funny because Jay and I actually met with the most controversy. It was hilarious, but that became my best friend because through struggle, it was just like, me and this dude became close. And so with him being in L.A., he's around a lot of superficial people. And um, Jay's one of those people who he gives his loyalty to people, you know, a little too soon to people he knows. You know, like he, you know, like people see a lot, people get a lot more benefit from him than he gets from them. So it's like when he, um, when he becomes, you know, when he becomes a friend to you, 
he doesn't always get it back in return the way he the way he gives it. You know what I mean? So me and his relationship, you know, me and his friendship is so strong. And I'd be like, I'd be wanting to just go out there and just fight. I'd be like, look. I got you. You know bro, what, bro? Like, bro, stop messing with that dude, man. Like, I can't stand that dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but, you know, it's just good vibes from Jay all the time, you know? And with us, like I said, we had the most controversy, but we became the best of friends through that controversy. You know what I mean? And it's just, you know, it's just so dope. So, you know, um, but shout out to these friends that you go through struggles with. Shout out to struggle, you know, like, because all that stuff makes a huge difference in your life. Um, and now I'm going to segue right quick because um, my aunt, my um. I, I always have to differentiate so everybody else could know, but there's really no difference. My stepmoms, uh, and that's why there's no difference, because my stepmom raised me like my mom. So I have two moms. Everybody knows that from episode one. Um, if you don't, go back, listen to that episode, and get that backstory. But I have two moms. They're best of friends. Um, you know, they're great. They're great with each other. But my stepmom, technically, her sister called me this weekend, uh, yesterday, and so she does a podcast. Dope! I'm <laughs> yeah. so excited. Yo, like, tell I was, me more. I was waiting to tell you about this. Because yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be on her podcast. Um, we're she, we're doing a call Saturday, this coming Saturday, so I could be on hers. It's called um, "How Did I Get Here." Okay, so she goes through these life stories with people, and I love her podcast because it's about just everyday people, you know, regular people, and uh, every just doing our thing every day, and we're telling our life stories. And so her very first episode was with my stepmom and her sister. And, you know, so she called me and we were talking about this podcast and she was telling me about her son and her her son, Ryan, you know, and Ryan is you know, Ryan's dope. He's my sister's first cousin. So he's my first cousin, too. You know, however, they grew up in St. Louis when we lived in Chicago. So I only really Shout seen out. him. Yeah. You know, come, on, there, yeah right, come on, come on. Three, one, four. So um, we were, uh, you know, so we were just talking, you know, and there's a really big. There's a really big want for, you know, for people to when they when they're younger, for young adults to go to L.A. They feel like L.A. is where they need to be for things to happen. So he's, you know, he's trying to get into this producing things. He's making beats, doing stuff like that. And um, so she was telling me she was just like, you know, the biggest the best part of it is the struggle, you know, and this is why I segue here, because I was just going to talk about the struggle here. And she was just letting her son know, like she letting Ryan know she's like, hey. Um, you know, this, this, the struggle was the best part about all of this, you know, because it just, it builds so much character. And if you have so, if you have people, if you have people to, uh, to go through the struggle with those people grow along with you and what is better than somebody growing with you, you know? So like one of my biggest dreams, especially being a corporate captive here, and this is something that I still plan on doing. One of my biggest goals right now and, you know, in dreams is to move up within my company high enough to work and start putting us on. You know what I'm saying? Like those of us who who want to do corporate and be successful in that in that aspect, in that atmosphere um, and bring them up and to, to, you know, to just come along with us and to then go speak you know, to people, especially those of, you know, people who are from like the inner city and things like that. And, you know, teach them how to come up in the path that's taken and the roads left and even the roads less traveled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, the, you know, so everybody can come up. And, you know, so part of that struggle was that. So um, I'm not going to give away too much. We're going to talk. Um, I'm going to speak to her Saturday morning. Because uh, she's in, you know, STL still. So we got to do the podcast over the phone. It's going to be over FaceTime. But, um, 
you know, I will let everybody know when that episode airs. And in the meantime, go listen to my aunt's podcast. She's going out there. She's giving. She's doing stories. So her podcast is solo. So hers are all interview based. So it's not like us oh. where she's a co-host. So um, it's all interview based. But go out there. Listen to stories. Listen to how other people, you know, live. Listen to how, you know. And then it's cool because I, you know, a lot of the episodes are of our family. Um, so when I get to hear their family tell the stories and I get to hear what our family tell the stories, it actually lets me get a lot closer to people that I didn't even, you know, getting closer to people that in listening to stories that I didn't even know about the people in the family. So, I mean, it's dope. And, you know, like, because like I said, I grew up, she's the oldest out of the three sisters. So I wasn't really close to Lisa growing up, but I felt like her starting a podcast and then it was just, it just so happened. It's at the same time that we started our podcast. It was like, that's kind of what brought us together. So when we, Oh right like that's that connection right like connecting with people as an adult and then it's like in your adult life because she's only known me as this eight-year-old boy you know yeah eight-year-old boy she met you know in like what was that 1999 <laughs> you know oh probably 90 probably 98 at the, the earliest 90s. right yeah you know so then she gets to grow up and hear my story and i get to tell it she gets to listen and she's like wow like i'm finding out so much you're finding out so much stuff so you guys get a chance to go listen go listen to that podcast how did i get here um and it is amazing like i actually enjoy it it was it was just really cool to hear it was refreshing so i actually i, I love it yeah we're definitely gonna drop that info in the bio like you know, so please check it out. And that's like, so yo, I'm so lit. Like I was, yo. I was saving that news for you. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I wasn't going to say oh anything, you know, like, given the news from last week when we were, when we met Wednesday, when you told me about the other stuff that's happening, I was just like, Oh, they don't know that I'm going to be on one, Look you know, somebody you. else. Guess, so I'm like, let me go ahead started? and just go do this like, right quick. Oh you know, right. <laughs> I am so lit for that. Like, but that is so dope. And it's also like, it's so dope because like you said, she knows you as this like child, but like, the fact that you can tell your story, but bigger than that, you can kind of relate po- podcaster to podcaster. I can. Yes. And like, that's dope. You can talk about content recording. Like that's like a whole, like that's where like not trying to be funny. Like there's always respect, but it's like now it's like peer to peer in a sense. It's like y'all are peers in this space because it's like, yo, like, you know, granted there's not many struggles but i mean there's just so many things you can talk about with podcasting like i said we i mean we joke about it but we literally just recorded wednesday so it's a struggle is like the content like oh okay we're gonna get on here and we want to make sure we're still on brand and we're not just bsing and just talking but yet we're talking about stuff that matters in line with like our subject matter and um you know like so i'm pretty i don't know like if she goes through that but you know we're not at the point where we like have guests yet but i can only imagine like the struggle like to make sure you have your content come out but you got to make sure you have your guests to make sure they're reliable so you can kind of really understand what she's saying when she talks about that because i mean here we are every week <laughs> you know it's funny one she releases on wednesdays like us That's so dope. right so check this out so it was funny we talked about that because she was like, it's really helpful when people can get on the podcast and they don't mind speaking. And I was like, I can understand that. And it's funny because today we get here, we're like, okay, we just recorded Wednesday. We don't really know what to do right now. You know, it was Not that we don't know what to do, but we weren't as prepared because we just saw each other, you know, a couple of days ago. Not only that, but we hung out. So, of course, we could tell you about our hangout. But this also speaks on how organic our friendship is and how Thanks. this podcast even came to, you know, um, fruition to begin with. Because 
that was the reason why we did this. It was like you had my super, you know, millennial, but really old and dry personality along with your outgoing personality, you know. So we got straight guac out of it because I am still a bit extra and you're a lot a bit extra, right? Ah. <laughs> but no, that's how organic it is with us because it's like we don't actually need to go through and do segments each week if we wanted to. This could have very well been one of those like random ass episodes that we were talking about doing. Yeah, y'all. Just, I mean, he, like I said, I think we've already made mention it but every week it's just not realistic for 52 weeks that we're going to be able to record so we're going to definitely have some pre-recorded episodes coming at you i actually was just like we should just record one of our phone conversations because i looked we were on the phone for like 58 minutes the other day and that was after the fact that my mom called and we were on the phone a little bit longer before then you know what i'm saying so it's like we could definitely just take a a phone call one day and just like record Record it it and be like all right let's upload jeans jeans, upload this and i mean i don't don't know (laughs) but i mean definitely and like that's the best part about like recording like with friends and all of that um it's just like making sure that you can talk and you also can kind of feed off each other but also having your own kind of situation going because the thing about it is this is where we relate as a um, corporate dropout and a corporate captive. It's like, we still have a week Um, as an entrepreneur. I'm not just as much as I try to y'all, I'm not just doing nothing like, and that's what really kind of makes it hard. It's like, I have so much I have to do in the meantime, in between time, like Wednesday was actually a day off for me um, while we were recording. um, Cause I, um, I don't want to say I work at, I kind of want to, cause it's really weird, but I, I lend services to, and I do work at, but it's still very entrepreneurial based cause it's an upstart. Um, and it's kind of like my skills that what I do with my company, I kind of like work with this other dope, like mogul situation. I was really waiting on you to bring this up. Yeah. Like to explain like what I do, cause I don't want to make it seem like I'm not doing the entrepreneur thing to work at this other thing, like to work somewhere else, because that's really not what it is. You get in these odd spaces with entrepreneurship that we're going to have to get into like later where you work for people, but you don't work for people. And you kind of, you're working with people cause you have a common goal. And it's like that common goal is going to allow you to get more clients later. So you do work here, but you don't work here. It's really it's really weird, but either no, way, no, it it's called a mutual benefit. Yeah. Businesses do it all the time. Entrepreneurs do it. You gotta, you gotta know, like businesses partner all the time to, to if they have a mutual goal. You see what I'm saying? So you in this dope business that you partner with, which I love, you know, that it helps your brand as well as the fact that you bring in so many people that helps that brand, right? Yeah. There's a mutual benefit there. Yeah, you know what I'm I, saying? You're not just doing it. It's not making you any less of an entrepreneur. So don't think that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and exactly. And that's how I feel. And I just want to make sure that that's orchestrated, especially on the podcast, as I say I work at or I work for, because I want people to understand it's still very much entrepreneurial because, I mean, it is what it is. If y'all, like, as time goes on, I'll be able to give more examples, but it's it's really hard in the moment because I just do. But, um, and I have a short attention span, so I kind of forgot where I was going with that. No, no, no. You were you were going on the fact that entrepreneurs. Well, first of all, let me just go ahead and piggyback off what you just said. Entrepreneurs still work for someone. Like, yeah. let's get that very. Let's get that clear. It's not like entrepreneurs just go up. They say, "Oh, you know what? I don't think I want a boss anymore. Let me just do my own thing." No, you guys still work for people. Yo, and that was like a big lie. Like, y'all, I'm very. I have a theater background, y'all. So I'm very animated in thought, and I'm also kind of sheltered. So like 
my version of like how I view the world is a bit skewed. So like entrepreneurship is nothing like Honestly, I quit. It's it's way it's so much work. I'm tired. It's so much responsibility. And like, I don't call it a corporate dropout for anything. I dropped out. I didn't want the responsibility. No, no, she dropped all the way out. She didn't even take like a part time to where she could drop out and just be like, oh, let me just do this to keep money in my pocket. Or let me just keep my full time and work 40 hours a week and work on my business at night. No, 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 no. Nope. She just left. She was like, mm, I don't think this is for me. Yeah, and that's what she did. Um, So, yeah, I'm. But with that being said, I think that makes you one, it builds your character and it makes you a lot stronger in a sense of, you know, of being able to handle and run your business. Because for those of us who are still in corporate one, I have a schedule. You know what I'm saying? I at least know what time I'm supposed to get up in the morning, clock in, clock out Um, for an entrepreneur. You have to have. 150 percent motivation to do everything my motivation is okay well this is the time i have to clock in yours is okay well i don't feel like getting out of bed today but this money doesn't make itself so i have to do something you know what i mean and so that's what it is facts speaking of that i mean perfect so okay like I said, I work at like this creative space. I actually kind of run it. Um, so I run, that's what I'm gonna say. I run this creative space in downtown Dallas. Uh, super dope. AOD. I uh, mention it all the time. And, um, what we had was like, we had an event and that's like kind of what we do. We, certain type of events, we, um, we will allow certain events in the space. Not many, but we, you know, we had one. Anywho, the event ended up running over. This event started at seven running over. You would think hmm, maybe 11, Maybe 12. I did not leave until 3 o'clock this morning. And, like, 3 o'clock this morning when, like, you are, like, not expecting it is, like, really rough. Like, I... I'm so tired right now, everyone. But that's like what, like, like what you said. It's like I still have to push and um go and still go. Like, I still have to, like go um I still have to wake up and I still had to record today today's actually my mother's birthday show shout out moms happy birthday yeah so I still had to like celebrate her birthday and I still had to like do other things yeah it's go time like no naps no like oh and then the thing about entrepreneurship until you're making big money it's not respected. So I'm like, oh, well, mom, I got to go. Got to report the cop. We got to go record the podcast still. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's my birthday. I I don't understand. You should have just put it on pause. And I'm like, no, nah, I got I got to release this weekly. Like there is no pause. If we skip a episode, it's like so we can discuss something like the Grammys are Super Bowl. However, I have a brother who does like real estate. Shout out dopest real estate agent in the DFW. And it's like, oh, okay, I got to do whatever or I got to work out. And it's more respected because he, you know, he's making that money. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And um, I ain't really making that money yet. Like there's a lot of growth in entrepreneurship, a lot of humbleness and character building. So it's like, 
that part of entrepreneur isn't respected. Now, if I would have quit my job and became a millionaire, different conversation. But again, like the grunt work is still not respected. I will always say if anyone who's going to be an entrepreneur, the first thing I recommend is um, real estate. And that's just because, you know, the payoff, the the work that you have to put in, you know, and it actually just teaches you scheduling and realizing that no matter what, you are still going to work for someone, you know. And typically, if you're a real estate agent, you work for a broker, you know, like so in Dallas, you're either going to be like Keller Williams or... Um, Abby? Who? Is oh, yeah. Abby or like uh, JP and Associates and stuff like that. Um but, you know, there's still, you know, you're always going to work for someone, you know, and that's actually, a, you know, a really good point, though, as far as entrepreneurship is, you know, you you working for someone means that just because you quit your job, it doesn't mean that you don't have to learn scheduling. It doesn't mean that you don't have to learn, you know, promptness. It doesn't learn that you have to it doesn't mean that you don't have to learn, you know, prioritizing, um, you know, like and yeah, we very well could have recorded another day, but you know, you don't know my schedule. And that's another part of entrepreneurship is learning the people that you're servicing their schedules. You know what I mean? So, yep. And that's like what I get people to try to understand. I'm like, while you set your own schedule, you don't because everyone's not available when you're available. And since you're the one needing to be paid, you need to be available when they're available. Yeah. So it's like, ugh, I'm tired. But after the podcast, I got a video shoot. I need to go attend to support a colleague. I got, you know, I have so much going on that I can't just rearrange because I feel like it. It's like, no, I got to work around it. And it's no, uh, I'm tired. So I'm gonna do a PTO day. And so That's when right. people talk about entrepreneurship and, oh my gosh, you're building your own dream. I'm like, you are literally building it. And when I say building your, you're making bricks as well. That's right. People think that them bricks is already made. No, you done became a brick maker. You figured out how to make the bricks. You figured out how to make the cement. You figured out how to make a blueprint and you literally are placing it down and doing it bit by bit. And it's exhausting. And what you may be good at, like me, creativity and people are my ish. Right. Contracts, structure, managing people. Um, funding. Funding. That's not me. That's so it's me. like I have to work on these other things because I don't have departments. I don't have skilled people who are doing what I need them to do. And so I have to kind of know a little bit, a lot, a little bit of a lot about everything so I can do the one thing I can do well. And that is exhausting. Like, so while I love it though, and you are somewhat on your own time, being on your own time ain't dope unless you're disciplined and like you learn yourself new entrepreneurship. It has been the most intimate experience with really getting to know myself ever because you realize your shortcomings. You realize, hey, these are where I'm amazing. This is where I suck. This is what I love to do, what I hate to do, what I don't mind doing. And it is. It's It can break your spirit at times, but it also can lift you up. Like when you see something and then when you, when you are lifted up, it doesn't necessarily mean that you got compensated for it. And money is a whole new construct in entrepreneurship because you can get paid buku money once and 
again, not too much for five months. And so it's like people think it's easy, but it's it's not. So it's not that you're building someone else's dream. It's when you work for someone else. It's more so of building your ideal life and how to go about that. Because the end goal for everyone is to do what they love to do outside of work. Like enjoy your family, enjoy vacationing, enjoy life and however you go about it but entrepreneurship while I love it I do miss if I work nine to five no matter how amazing I was or how dope I I mean or how horrible I was because we all know how I was at the job bare minimum still got me a full paycheck that's right and no one contested it in entrepreneurship bare minimum will be like well my best effort can still be contested (laughs) and that's some bull so it's not what you think the thing is do what you love love what you do and however that unfolds it's really not about it Ooh, i'm working for somebody versus i'm building my own dream it's more of a i get to do what i love to do every day that i wake up had i not already gotten knee deep into entrepreneurship and Rihanna said, yo, I want you to join the Fenty team. I would be like, okay, girl, where do I need to sign? Now I'm like, I don't know if I would be like, yeah, or if I would be like, can you just hire my company? Because I've put so (laughs) many blood, sweat, and tears, and I pay for that dang LL, no, that DBA and that dang domain. So it's like, I don't know. But it's a commitment, and it's, it's work. Like, it is work. It is work. <laughs> you know, in a way, not in a way, it's actually just, it just actually is just more work. You know what I mean? Because not only did you, you know, like back to you referencing like the bricks and laying those, one of those bricks that you have to learn to build is your security. And you completely left that to become an entrepreneur do you know how much security i have you know let me tell you how if y'all don't know i'm back at home and my mama and daddy's with my child at my big age so it's like being a child raising a child under someone else's rule domain you don't have no privacy i am single so i'm trying to date get to know people I've given up a lot. It's super sacrificial and you don't know when that payday off is. So your security is obsolete. My security is provided honestly by my parents. I don't have to worry about rent. Like I don't have to worry about how I'm going to eat because I'm not on the streets, but I sacrificed a huge part of me because if you don't know, I've been on my own, you know, since I had my son and a year after I had my son, like, I've been paying bills. I've been doing the adult thing. And to give that up, it is really hard for two adults, three adults to live in one home because the rules that you adhere to aren't your rules and they're not general rules. So it's, it's hard. Like if you like walking around in your t-shirt and your panties, you can't do that no more. You can't, your life is really like not your own. And I mean, Like I said, the security I get from it is really nice, but the freedom I had to give up doesn't, I mean, it can mess up your mental peace, you know? 
Yeah, I feel like the security and the um I feel like the security that you get and the security that you gave up kind of offset one another as far as the job goes, you know, Mm -hmm. because there was a point where you did have a job and you, you know, you had a paycheck that you knew was going to come every two weeks, you know, based on the company that we worked for. So to have that, you know, and to then to just, you know, to lose it, you know, not that you lost it, you know, in a negative you know, in a negative way, you you lost it in your on your own terms. So I'm not going to say you lost it, but you gave it up more than anything else to pursue your own dreams. And those dreams now have to try to, you know, provide security for for you and not just you, but your son. You know what I mean? So it's a huge step. It's a huge jump. It's a huge leap of faith to jump out there and be an entrepreneur. However, you know, some of those payoffs, although may not be, you know, may not be cash in hand or direct deposit, but they pay off in the end as far as who you meet, as far as, you know, contributing to your business and your vision and your brand. And, you know, a lot of it just becomes it, it they, they, they are more of stepping stones into mm-hmm. bigger things for you, you know, as to where, you know, me being a corporate captive. Mine are still the same. Now, I can come up with ideas at work. I can come up with process changes that may be more beneficial to the company. However, everything doesn't always, you know, equal a huge payout for me because at the end of the day, no matter what I come out with, my paycheck is still the same as opposed to you who you may jump up there and you may bring in somebody huge and it blows up and now you're managing that person, you know, based off just your entrepreneurship skills. And don't get me wrong, because I've seen you at work. You know, I've seen you hey. go into a place, you know, shout out content. And I had AOD last week. Um, Yeah, that was last week, right? Or two weeks ago yeah, now? About two, two weeks ago. Two, but we okay. do it every week. Yeah, two, two Tuesdays ago, ago. Right. You know, and I got to watch you go to work and just watch you in your element you know, and just watch you, um, set up and I got to watch you organize and I got to watch you, I got to see you and something that was chaotic, bring stability to it. And I think that just goes to show it actually that moment really confirmed for me why you did what you did to step out and become an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? And I think that was huge because just watching you say it and then, you know, just hearing Mahari say, it feels like I'm saying I'm leaving your house when you left because I've seen you run that place. For me, that was, you know, and we joked about this on the phone the other night. You know, we laughed a lot. But just watching it was just very surreal for me to watch him say, I feel like I'm leaving your house, you know, while you were saying bye, where you were closing up, what you know, and knowing that you opened that place up and knowing that, you know, and just seeing what you do and contribute to not just your brand, but other people's brands. I think that's huge. So, I mean, jumping up there and becoming an entrepreneur, no, it's not easy. No, it's not a decision you just make overnight. And yes, there's a lot of risk, especially when you have people depending on you, you know, but I will say that you are the right person to be one. However, I would like to just ask, you know, like, were there classes in college and stuff where did you run into people in college that said, you know what, entrepreneurship is for me? Like, what did that experience bring you? Honestly, no. I, You look, you find what you're looking for a lot of the time. And again, my dream had always been to like have a dope job, like work for a PR company or firm, 
um, at a marketing agency developing ideas. Um, cause the responsibility of people is not what I like. You know, I'm very like, eh, I don't feel like it, whatever. And you can't be like that in my position. Right. So I never, I wanted someone to be accounted for, for me versus me be accounted for, for people. Okay. And so, no, um, but I did have a conversation about numbers, about what a business is, because I took business courses. I just, I don't think I honed in as much information as I could have because I never saw myself. My mouth is real juicy, y'all. I never saw myself <laughs> as an entrepreneur. So, I mean, now it's going back and trying to tap into like what I've learned and like balance the creativity of what I want to do with the management of what I need to do. And I think once I kind of get into like complete balance with those two, I'll really be killing the game. And that's kind of what you saw when you came. It's like, oh, let's go take pictures. Okay. Oh, let me make sure everybody's doing what they need to do. And um, it's definitely been, like I said, tremendous growth. I can't see myself doing anything else now. I used to hate management positions. I think when we worked together, I told you, I don't want to be no, like, supervisor, no senior. Right, but not being a supervisor or senior there was, I can understand that. Yeah, that was a completely different situation. But I get what you're saying. I wouldn't want to manage phone cues either. (laughs) But if I was to ever go back to a nine to five, I would have to do it in a manager position. I I don't see myself like really committing to anything unless it's like uplifting people, leading people, creating teams, like creating morale, all of that. Cause I do love people. I love a lot of people management, but I also, I love the uplifting part. I love the positive parts of people management, but the, constant like yo did you do what you were supposed to do hey do you need any help i don't really like that part but i mean with every cloud there's a silver lining and with every silver lining there's a cloud a cloud so yeah i feel that i mean because you know that i've actually you know watching you do that you know it looks fun you know but there's always that part of the job that's not fun you know and then you're like okay well where, did, where is the balance between that, you know, because a lot of times, you know, building a team and having a team is two totally different things. You know what I mean? So watching you have to do that and then watching you have to turn into the bad cop all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> is, you know, I could see why that's not, you know, whereas for me, you know, just based on your personality, I could see you watching you have to be the bad cop. It's not something that comes natural to you, you know, like and that's the thing about entrepreneurship that I found out is that yeah you're gonna have those things that are that come natural to you but you're gonna have so many more things that don't come natural to you and you have to be able to you know play on those things or find a way to you know to strengthen yourself to overcome the things that don't come natural to you you know what i mean so like you being the bad cop didn't come natural to you as where it will come natural for me (laughs) to jump up and be like okay hey you know this is it for this (laughs) okay Uh, yeah right (laughs) go ahead and go all right yeah your time's up you know what i mean and um that just didn't come natural to you which is fine because you are that people person that person that doesn't want to have to deliver the bad news or that person that doesn't want to have to kick somebody out of your establishment but there are people like me who are you know and that is why I'm the corporate captive you know um and that's just the you know that's just a way to show people that it's okay to be the manager of a company and not the boss of it or not the owner Thanks. of it because there 
because owners need managers. You know what I mean? And they need someone who could pick up where they where they kind of lack in that in that aspect or capacity. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing wrong with being the manager. There's nothing wrong with being the accountant. There's nothing wrong with being the, you know, the treasurer or there's nothing wrong with being, you know, the CFO. You know what I'm saying? Because companies need those people. That's right. Using your skills and what your end game really is. And that's what I tell people, because the thing is with entrepreneurship, um, I put it, okay, I love going to Salt Bay's restaurant, like I talked about, but I, in addition to being dope on me on a personal level, it was dope for me on a professional level. Like, I mean, I cause people, you know, check out my content. They want to see that you're in the dopest of spaces. I was able to build a relationship with the DJ that was DJing there. Like, that was prime opportunity for me. I'm also a single woman, so I'm trying to catch somebody, you know. <laughs> you know, being seen somewhere don't hurt. Oh, so it's man. like, it's multiple levels to everything that I do. And when you're not an entrepreneur, you literally, your life is your own. Well, I'm going to speak on the fact that you were trying to catch somebody. Not, catch not this time, but we're going to go regular. back. <laughs> like, you could like wingman for me, because we're going to go back and get that expensive-ass burger. You know, I'm I'm always for a burger. That's like my favorite food. I'm yeah. actually legit thinking about a Big Mac right now. Yeah. So we gonna one time you feeling like we're gonna go play tennis, and then the only way you conclude tennis is with a rich ass burger. So I'm gonna make sure the vibe is right when we go. Shout out to tennis because the Miami Open starts tomorrow, hey. and I, you know what, you know I'm a huge Serena fan, so I am really looking forward to seeing Serena play. Um, and hopefully my boy TFO plays, you know, he's repping for the Americans on the African American side. He's the African guy, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm really hoping that he plays, um, in the Miami open here. Um, you know, if you guys don't, you know, one thing I'll say about sports is that we typically support the sports that we are accustomed to, you know, especially men. So if you have a chance, you know, up, Outside of just football, because right. I'm over here, you know, I keeps up with the NFL. I keep up with the NBA. I keep up with NCAA. Um, you know, if you got a chance, you know, actually broaden your horizons out. Go watch some tennis. Go watch Serena make history constantly. Go, you know, let's see her on the road, you know, to practicing and being out there, becoming better. Let's cheer her on going for her 24th. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let's go cheer Serena on going for a 24th Grand Slam title because she is – the GOAT, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people were out there comp- trying to compare her her numbers with her 23 wins in Grand Slams to, you know, like your GOATs like Tom Brady. And they were saying, well, tennis is a single sport. Um, it's, you know, it's an individual sport. You know, you don't have to rely on a team. But let me just go ahead and point this out real quick. Serena and Venus Williams as a team have not lost any final in a Grand Slam doubles tournament. Do you see what I'm saying? So every... Grand, every final they were in for doubles tournaments and Grand Slams, they have won. So that's a team effort right there. Again, you know, you have you have actually two goats because, you know, people don't realize before Venus, you know, be, you know, she got diagnosed with what I forgot what the, you know, what it's called. 
um, before she went vegan and stuff like that, you know, she was she played in Serena and Venus was a champ, you know, and she still is. So watching these two goats go, you know, and make the career that they have made is huge. So I'm always going to go up for them the same way I go up for Kobe, the same way I go up for LeBron, the same way I go up for Charles Woodson or any other athlete or Tom Brady, any of them, you know what I mean? So always going to go up for them like that. Um, shout out Serena. Good luck in Miami open. Uh, but yeah, so, um, and even then, you know, shout out to uh, black women because they found a way to keep their careers going and monetize. They don't have to actually stay in tennis if they don't want to because they've, they, they've made enough money doing it. But they have clothing brands. Venus has a um, interior design brand that she does. So everybody's doing something. They're making it, you know, and they're finding ways to keep their self going even after they retire from uh, playing tennis, which they've done for over the past 20 years. Fact. So, um... Shout out Serena. If you want to invite us to your show, I mean, to your performance. I mean, no, it is your show because we know we all fun to see people get served. If you want us to be in attendance, please, we will fly out there. Just give us tickets. Like, please, you know, probably, you know, the U S open in New York and you know, it's the last slam of the year. We'll love to see you out there. Um, shout out to Naomi Osaka and Coco Golf as well. Um, and I'll go out and give a shout out to McNally as well. You know, she does her thing. Her and Coco in the doubles are always a, a sight to see. Love them. So, yeah, no, I, I would love to come see you guys play and TFO. Like, you know, go so, out there and do your thing, bro. Please, like, consider us. Like, tell us what we got to do. Any paperwork, documentation, we'll send it. Uh, are the U.S. Open? How we get press passes? Let us know. Or if you're a listener and you know somebody that knows somebody, just email us. Um, so that's what's happening next week. This week, like I said, we're not as prepared because we recorded Wednesday, so we only had like a few days to prepare for this day. But I did see that Quavo and Sweetie broke up. Yeah, I saw that. I am 100% convinced it's because he threw that snow on her head. I seen that <laughs> video. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I'm never really too big on, you know, what's happening with the celebrities, but I did see he threw some snow on her head. And, you know, this grew up in Chicago. You don't throw no snow on no chick's head. Um, it's just not something you he do. He from Atlanta. He, I think he from Atlanta. He didn't know no better. I'm just saying, you just don't throw no snow in no chick head because then he was like, oh, the video was so funny because she got pissed off like and stormed off and walked away. <laughs> so After she death got a car, right? You know what I'm saying? You was it after the car? I don't know when exactly the snow situation was. I'm guessing it was in it was like sometime in February because I think everybody got a little bit of snow. I don't know where they were when it happened. Um, I'm just going to base it off of the, you know, our timeline when we had our snow. But it was pretty funny, and um, yeah, she was pissed, and so he, you hear him walking up like, "Oh, damn, she pissed off now." So, you know, it was it was funny to me to watch it. But yeah, I'm 100% convinced that's why um, she broke up with him. So I'm sure it was a snow uh, quavo. Um, so you need to find a way to apologize for that um, if it's not too late for you to get your girl back. Well, I don't know, cause he. Uh and the thing is not that they broke up. People break up. They were together three years. But one thing she said on Twitter is the love ain't real if you share the intimacy with someone else. And that was a statement. Like, you know, that was a statement. 
in a moment is the fact that she broke up and the next day Quavo called the leasing company and was like, can you repo that car? I'm going to go on and cancel that contract. Um, yeah. So it's like, what do you think? Like, I kind of feel like if we broke up, Hey, if I buy you a car while we're together, I'm not putting any on name. I'm not gifting a car. I don't know if I'm a millionaire. If I do gift a car, it's not going to be a Bentley, maybe like a Toyota or something like a Prius, but I'm not going to gift you like a Bentley. I will allow you to drive it. I will allow it to be quote unquote yours, but it's still in my name and I'm responsible for it because it is a Bentley. And, you know, me and, you know, coming from the industry in which we came in, people are trying to make it seem like you're broke if you're leasing, but it's honestly in some situations the smartest choice because it keeps you in the newest of the new. That's why buying all the time isn't great. Leasing keeps you in like, oh, okay, you know, this is a 2021 blah, blah, blah. Now you can get to 2022 blah, blah, blah. When you buy stuff, you don't need to constantly buy cars, but leasing you get a short-term lease, you, you you drive it, you're seeing in it, you have fun with it, you give it back. I'm it's not a broke and... thing. To me, honestly, leases more so mean you, you got credit and money. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity to use my degree since oh. you... <laughs> So we were canceling it, but you kind of, you know, you kind of gave me some ammo here. So um, this is where I'm going to use it. Cars, well, not most cars, they don't appreciate in value. So leasing a vehicle, um, you and don't get me wrong, you have people who lease because they can't afford to buy, but I don't think that's their problem. How uh, much cheaper, though, is it? And we come from the industry. How much really is it cheaper? I mean, depending on your credit score, it can be significantly cheaper than it would be to actually go buy a car. You know, um, let's just take something basic like a Maxima, a Nissan Maxima. So it's over $40,000 if you go get one like a Platinum or an SR or an SL um, model of that car or trim of that car. So you go get that trim. It's over 40 grand. However, they may run specials where if your credit is between these two scores, you can um, you can lease it for maybe three hundred and seventy nine dollars a month. Their highest model car. If you were to turn that into an actual car note, though, and not a lease payment, you're probably looking at about mid fours for that car note monthly for the next five years, you know, and then on top of that, like you said, you get to go ahead and um, pay that car. You get to go ahead and you get the newest of the new. So every two to three years, every, you know, 23 years, 24 to 36,000 miles, you get a new car and you keep doing like that until you decide that you want to buy a car. And then you go through that process of buying a vehicle. Um, So, you know, just using my degree here, depending on, you know, with cars, depreciating in value um sometimes it is a lot smarter to just go ahead and lease it especially those like exotic cars unless they're going to be cars that are like instant classic or collector's items or things like that um just leasing them is usually the better bet because me please (laughs) but a rolls royce even then all of those cars do not appreciate just because they have those names you know um they're not putting the a lot of these luxury brands, especially these more expensive ones like BMW and Mercedes, are putting a lot less money into the make of their cars because they're not they're, because they are so much more common than they used to be. So they're not actually putting the the money into the technology or the or the drivetrain of the vehicle 
Um, so now leasing them is still the better bet because you you're getting the same value out of a Mercedes that you would get out of you know a Toyota. You know what I mean? So. Facts. You know, so, you know, you may get a turbo with a little more horsepower, but you're not getting much more at that point. You may get a um a better warranty, which is something to invest in. But other than that, if you're not getting that, then it's kind of pointless to have it all. So you might as well just go ahead and lease it and then let the problems that come along with the car be on the pocket, come out of the pockets of the of the dealer, you know, there's no, or, or the manufacturer. There's no point of you putting all that money into maintenance for cars that should last because cars don't last nearly as long as they used to. So, I mean, yeah, leasing a car, I don't think it's a bad thing. Don't let anybody talk you out of leasing unless you're just leasing a car because you can't afford to buy it. Then, yeah, I will talk you out of leasing because that means you're above your price point. Exactly. And that's all I'm getting at. Like, Quavo is not broke because he's leasing. He's just, um, he's smart. He knows his options. So, um, the next thing I wanted to say, um, was, you know, we can go ahead and since Nick already used his degree, I was still gonna like tell y'all something I hate, but I guess I'll save that for next week. He gave you that tidbit. Um, so real quick. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about was like, social media because you know i'm heavy on there i'm supposed to be anyways um and one thing that they can have a comment we benefit from social media like i'm more so ig facebook but i think nick kind of kind of benefits more from like linkedin um so my personal image on ig when i'm posting constantly is showcasing what i do djing the podcast blah 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 uh, Nick, tell me about LinkedIn. Cause I have not been able to like really tap into that. And how does that work as far as getting hired and all that stuff? You know, LinkedIn can be a very, uh, beneficial social media, um, platform for a lot of people, especially your recent grads. You know, I actually benefit a lot from LinkedIn because a lot of the job offers that I got came from LinkedIn. Um, it's making it a lot easier on recruiters these days to go, and, and looked at a LinkedIn page as opposed to waiting for somebody to apply for a job who may not qualify. Um, it's making it a lot more, it's making recruiting a lot more proactive instead of reactive to like markets and things like that. I will say um, upon graduating college, you know, with my degree in finance that there were a lot of opportunities that opened up for me as far as, um, you know, jobs when I was looking for work. So I am very grateful for it. Um, as far as entrepreneurship, I don't think that LinkedIn really is for that. And the reason being is because you find a lot of, especially for what you do, you know, you find a lot of your clientele would be through word of mouth. You know what I mean? And LinkedIn is not a company that you get too many reviews on um, or you don't have too many people advertising what they need on LinkedIn um, as it pertains to a service that you can um, that you can do for a company. So but for me, you know, anytime there's a job posting, I get notifications, especially based on the field of work that I'm in now. Um, anytime there is a, um, 
job that I would need, I can just simply go change my page and make it say that I am actively seeking employment. You can pretty much copy and paste your resume onto your bio on there or your homepage, and it will let people know that you are actively seeking employment. Um, this, is, this is your expertise. This is what you do. This is what you have experience in. So, you know, LinkedIn for me has been huge um, as far as getting myself out there for work. I've never received any one professional I never received a message or any correspondence from anyone professional on my Facebook or my Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever the case may be. I don't use them very often. However, I, you know, they've always been open for those opportunities. And unless I've known a person personally, um, LinkedIn has always been the the social media platform for me to be able to find work. So it is very important for people to one, keep their LinkedIn and stuff open because you have recruiters who can review you as a recruiter when they identify themselves and they can go through and see your work experience. So if you have LinkedIn and you're in that professional field and you're in the court and you're a corporate captive like myself, but note, I am a corporate captive by choice, not one, anybody to think that I hate it. Um, you know, it's important to keep your LinkedIn updated. It's important to keep your your opinions professional and non as non-biased as possible because there are professional people who are out there looking for you. And those jobs are, you know, they're there. You know, they're out there. Um, I've had recruiters from temp agencies. I've had recruiters from corporations for permanent positions reach out to me, especially while I was in college and especially when I um, first graduated. So, Keep looking, keep your LinkedIn open, keep it updated, keep a professional picture of yourself there um, and use it as a way to network. Please don't uh, find yourself into too many personal, you know, um, tips and um, opinion based situations on LinkedIn because people can't see those things. Okay, there you have it. Um, But for me, as far as like IG and um, Facebook, people just want to know what you're doing. I think. Again, like people go to LinkedIn to look for recruitment. They're not necessarily necessarily looking for a company, but still have one for those people who do, who are looking for establishments and companies or use it in reverse. Use it for yourself to find whatever it is you need, like talent, um, a contact for a magazine, um, someone who builds dope statues. I don't know use it for that but like for me i find most of my success through facebook and ig and of course word of mouth i'm always i should do better with posting what i do but i am also a very in the moment person and i'm also very like i have to like it i have to like this pic to post it i'm kind of shaking that because i'm not gonna always like the pic but the moment was perfect and i'm not gonna tamper it or ruin the moment by always wanting to retake the picture. I'm just going to post it because that's how I looked in the moment. But I also have another dozen pictures that look good. And hell, if you don't like me, you just don't fucking like me. I used to F word. So this episode's now explicit, but who cares? Um, I also, um, like I said, Facebook is where I engage. I could be better on Facebook, but that's where I engage. So either way it goes, these are social media. This helps your social currency, helps people understand who you are without knowing who you are. In a sense, they see if you're worth the interview. It sucks, but it's also like your, your proxy in a sense. People get to see you without meeting you. It's your word of mouth. If you're, it's your reference. So make sure, you know, you got a dope pick. Even if it is on LinkedIn, make sure that pick represents you. 
and whatever companies you're trying to get with as far as IG, make sure that that feed represents your constant busyness and it displays everything you do. Facebook, make sure that you're in, in conversation that matters and Twitter use that to figure out what's trending. Even if you don't hop on Twitter yourself and leave tweets, figure out what's trending and make relationships, DM people. Um, so that's my like social media tidbit. And as far as wrapping up my little something extra this week is, um, in addition to new mix Mondays dropping tomorrow, well, we record on Sunday, so tomorrow's Monday. For y'all, y'all gonna have to, you know, it it would be in the past. So check the link in the bio to not only get the link to um, Nick's aunt's podcast, but also to get the link to my new mix that I'm dropping tomorrow. But also, um, I just want to announce for my official news for New Mix Monday, Versus finally announced who the next Versus battle is. And it is Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Bros. And that, it, brothers, I'm so sorry. I talk in like text, which is horrible. <laughs> you mean you talk in millennial? Yeah, I speak fluent to millennial. Oh, you know, sounds a little <laughs> With bit. With a little like- Gen X. Sounds a little bit, you know, guacish to me, but it's fine. Extra. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, that's <laughs> April 4th, a.k.a. Easter Sunday. So if you go to church, go to church, leave that fly outfit on, figure out how to cast your IG to your TV or your desktop if you don't know how and vibe out. Or if you have Apple Music, just go ahead and um, watch it on Apple Music. Because, I've never watched it on Apple okay, Music. Okay, the quality is so much better on Apple Music Don't, than it is really? on IG. Uh, yeah. Usually on IG, it the camera's bad, the music's bad, the sound is terrible, and every and I've always watched them on Apple Music because they have them, they always cast them live. And on top of that, I have the Apple Music app on my TV. Is it live though? Yeah, it's live. It's no, like as they're going. Yeah, but you don't way. see it. You just listen to no, it. No, no, you see it. Okay, we're gonna try that. So I don't know what time they're going on. So that either means you're going to get a Sunday episode or we're going to record it later in the week. Um, but we got y'all. We don't talk about it because it's too early in the week to for the next week. Let me go ahead and take off maybe Monday and we can record Monday. Oh, and day drink. So do I need to take off Monday too? Yes, you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I said, y'all, I work a part time in addition to my entrepreneurship just to ensure that it, I have the funds to fund my dream and to make sure my kid is supreme eight bars. One hit, Ricky. Um, anywho, um, so I do do that. So I'll definitely be trying to see mm-hmm. if I can get off. Schedules are already made, but I'll see what I can do. Okay, well, what day. days are you off that week? Are you off Tuesday or Wednesday? Because I can just go ahead and we can just take off one of those and just record then too. I'll check. I'll check when you get off air because it's going to take you a minute to do on air. But um, yeah. <laughs> this don't. is how our phone conversations goes when we're scheduling Another aspect of you being an entrepreneur and me still being a corporate captive, we still have to make sure that we are our schedules are on are in sync. You know, and our time together is like in addition to a good time, meaningful and impactful, and we get crap done because we still need to record our uh, we can't record this week episodes. We have not done that yet. so <laughs> Yeah, we don't want y'all to miss out. Like we want to have something for you every week. So we need to record our like, dang. I 
effed up. I don't have time this week because life <laughs> happens. Because we have to record at least by Wednesday afternoon, right? Yeah. So, um, anything you want to say? Yeah, my extra this week um, is definitely going to be, you know, um, in support of the stop the Asian hate. Stop the Asian hate. I mean, because, you know, I'm just going to say this because I want to stop all this hate in general. Be, but that sounds too much like all lives matter. Um, and I'm not an all lives matter port person. Um, we got Black Lives Matter and now we got stop the Asian hate because we're not going to sit up here and sleep on the fact that Asians have been prosecuted and put in their own versions of concentration camps in the U.S. since, you know, for a while now, since World War One, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sorry. Or two, either way it goes. You know, we've we've been treating Asians bad in this um, in our in our nation for a very long time. Uh, we look at them, you know, we look at them as lessers. Um, we look at them as, you know, less, um, you know, as less, um, aggressive less threatening you know we look at them very much so like they're not as uh threatening to us at all and we have to realize that they deserve the same respect that we do and that's everybody in this nation but to walk around and to constantly um ridicule and and hate on one another and especially the asians um that it's not right it's not cool um, and I have hatred for anybody who hates anybody. You know what I mean? Because that's just not the nation we should be growing up in. And I think I do love this nation more than a lot of people actually do. But it's just really hard to show love for it when we're constantly dealing with oppression. We're constantly dealing with controversy. Um, so with that being said, you know, stop stop this Asian hate. Stop all the hate. Black Lives Matter everything you know what i mean it's time to stop oppressing people um and love people for who they are that's just what it is at this moment and i mean this in a different way but all lives matter and that's the whole purpose between black lives matter is to say that asians lives matter that anyone everyone and anyone matters and there should be no racism the fact that we divide things into a minority and a minor a majority and a minority is proof that things need to change because everyone doesn't matter in this um you try to pin minority against minority and that's not what it is we all we all are in this fight together for equality inclusion and respect and freedom no one should get shy and f you to the freaking police uh, chief that said that damn shooter was having a fucking bad day. And that's why he did that shit. No, he's a fucking terrorist. And he did that because he's a fucking terrorist. Fuck you and fuck all of that. And yeah, we gonna mark this episode exclu explicit just for this. Because that's some bullshit to say that he was having a bad day. It's unexcusable and I'm mad as hell that they removed him as a spokesperson on the case. Because the thing is, he needs to be exonerated he needs to be left he needs to be off the case he needs to be fired because the fact that you can justify what happened uh, because of a bad day do you know how many people had a bad day the fact that ice cube said that no one got shot today in the block was cool was a good day lets you freaking know that a freaking bad day is more than not getting your freaking way so it's angering it's infuriating it's it it just it's it's dissettling, if that's even a word, that 
you have the audacity to say that today he was having a bad day, which is what led him. And he was just jumped off the edge because everyone doesn't have that right freedom and nor should they to kill people because shit ain't going the way they wanted to fucking go. Sorry. No, 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 no. Don't you dare apologize for that because that was very much needed because that amount of, Anger, that amount of emotion and aggression should be shown um, towards the hatred that we're seeing here in this nation. So don't you dare apologize for how you feel on that. Okay, I'm not. You don't. You don't deserve. You don't. I'm sorry. You don't owe anyone an apology. And anyone who was a part of it, who's defending it, who's supporting it, doesn't deserve to get an apology from you. Or anyone else, you know, for feeling how they're supposed to feel. So I'm actually very happy that you said that. You know, we have the um, platform here to do it. We have the ability to mark this episode explicit. Um, you know, so you have the right to say how you feel. You know what I mean? Um, that was our something extra here for the week. So we can go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I want everyone to have a good week. Um, I know I will, you know, there is a couple of things happening. Um, but the next time you guys hear from us, I would have been a guest on my aunt's podcast again. How did I get here? Go follow it on Instagram. Um, she's pretty dope. I love the podcast. You will even, if you listen to episode one, you will get to hear my stepmom. I mean, which is huge for me because I love my family to death. Um, and Chloe, what do you have coming up this week that you may want to speak on? I know you have a shoot that you're going to right after we leave here. What else do you have going on? Yo, is this dope artist here in Dallas named Jones? I'm gonna I'm blessed to be part of his music video. So me and behind the scenes jeans, if you don't know, he's an artist himself. We're gonna yes, fade through the video. Um, and see what's popping. So as soon as that's released, you know the link will be dropped in the um bio. Um, so remember you heard it here first. We're actually mad late to it right now. Time management is an issue. Um, but yo, that's really it. I mean, you know, I'm always at a Yodi content night on Tuesdays for those who are in Dallas, come fade through, get you some dope content pics taken, um, get you a promo video done for the low. I'll drop the link for the Eventbrite in the bio. Um, and I really think that's that on that. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I mean, you know, always remember, follow the podcast um, at Straight Guac on Instagram. Um, you can hit me up at um, JessNick underscore 91 on IG. And, of course, you got my girl Chloe here. At That Crazy Creative. Yo, so, yeah, well, I guess we uh we out. Yeah. Seven right, and done. <laughs> out of here. Eh. <laughs>